This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, would you look who came back to the east coast of this country, coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who did not wait a week to shoot down a spy balloon that was surveilling our most sensitive military installations. Yeah, the good news is Joe Biden finally did something to lower inflation. The bad news is critics in both parties say it was too little, too late. That's pitiful. I mean, it's absolutely pitiful to perform like that. Pitiful. We will discuss with Chris Bedford, senior editor at The Federalist. We're also going to get an in-studio visit from Democratic strategist Jessica Tarloff. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Oh, would you stop it? Listen, this is an old-school talk show. Everybody is welcome. We want all opinions from all sides of the aisle. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. True story. The number is 888-788-9910. And on this show, you can be a Republican. You can be a Democrat. We don't care. All we ask is that you don't be a Happy Monday, everybody. Back from Carson City, Nevada. And uh, I would be remiss if I didn't open the show by giving a hell of a whole lot of shout outs to everybody who made that. I mean, truly one of the funniest weekends of my life. I mean, it was outrageous, not only for myself. Uh, but for the Link Man, Lincoln Fallow, we had an amazing time. We did three sold-out shows at the Nugget. Uh, Lincoln came on stage to close all three shows and took live questions from the audience. This could be a problem. <laughs> it was not a problem. Uh, it was absolutely, positively just an amazing time for everybody involved. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. It really was nuts. So just some shout-outs. If you took time to come out to the Nugget, uh, it really just outrageously good fun uh, at the Nuggets Saturday night. And uh, I'm sure we'll get back there sometime soon again. But we just had a blast. I wouldn't even know where to start. But I just do really want to truly thank everybody from the bottom of my heart. Dean DeLulo, who runs the casino, obviously did a phenomenal job putting the new showroom together. They had a fancy Jimmy Fallon menu with a Jimmy Fallon steak. Which, again, I don't appreciate because, as you know, I'm supposed to be on a TV diet. This is the voicemail I got from the wardrobe department this morning when I got off the TV. You're killing yourself the way you eat, you fat f***. 
look at you. Seriously, they're rough. Uh, but Dean made it rougher. We ate really well out there, me and the Link Man. Of course, Jerry Evans at KKFT. Uh, and of Montgomery and, and uh, Andrea from KSUE up north in Susanville, as well as Rod Chambers, they came out and hung uh, at the Late Show Saturday night, heckled us a little bit. And uh, I have to thank Sammy Hagar of Van Halen fame. He, of course, sponsored the whole thing with his beach bar rum. So it really was. It was, it was epic, and it was such a cool experience uh, to not only be on stage there, because, you know, I always love playing Northern Nevada, but to bring my kid on, it was really funny. Like, when I was a little kid growing up, you know, I wanted to do comedy, but then when you become a dad, and I was driving a cab, and I didn't have any money in the bank, you know, one of the things I used to tell myself would be a unique life experience to offer my son at the time, he was, you know, months old, is I was like, well, look at it on the bright side. You know, he'll have a kind of a cool upbringing, I'll bring him to some low-rent comedy shows, you know, where I'll be performing and then driving my cab afterwards. I never truly, uh, when I was driving a cab and, you know, raising a weak old Lincoln, you know, pictured this day. This is bananas. Like, you're playing three showed-out shows in a gorgeous showroom and celebrities are sponsoring and everybody's hanging out. Like, it was amazing. Like, it really was amazing. And I hope everybody who was a part of it uh, knows that, like, I'm sincerely grateful. Like, it was outrageous. I know you got your money's worth out of the shows. The shows were flat-out amazing. Um, I had a good set, but Lincoln was phenomenal. <laughs> it was really funny. Uh, so I, we don't feel bad taking your money. Uh, but I do feel some type of survivor's guilt in being as fortunate as I am in this moment. So thank you. Seriously, thank you to everybody who was a part of it. And, yes, yeah, Sammy Hagar and the Beach Bar Rum, I do have to say, they not only sponsored a killer evening, but I'm pretty sure they gave some rum to whoever thought Joe Biden did a good job over the weekend. Biden sucks. That was a really poor showing uh, by the president of the United States who sent a powerful message to our enemies around the globe. And that enemy was, you know, that message was, we won't hesitate to shoot down a spy vessel over our most sensitive military sites you know, until, of course, it's done recording everything, at which point we'll get out there and give it the old heave-ho over the ocean. You gotta do better than that. And before you think this is some partisan right-wing Fox News hit job, here is Leon Panetta. He was the Secretary of Defense under Barack Obama. Okay, this, of course, is noteworthy. Why? Because Joe Biden served as vice president for eight years under Barack Obama. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. And don't ever forget that when Joe Biden was running for president, Barack Obama famously got caught on a hot mic, hot mic, saying, don't ever underestimate Joe's ability to things up. Tell him like it is. Okay, Obama did say that. <laughs> Don't ever underestimate Joe's ability to F things up. Well, as it pertains to the spy balloon, he F'd things up. Here is Panetta flat out telling CNN this thing should have went down a hell of a whole lot sooner. It's clip eight. And I'm not sure that we should have allowed it uh, to simply cross over the country, uh, cross over uh, what were obviously sensitive military sites. I, I, don't, I don't see the logic of that. So, th so the question obviously is... Uh, Pentagon said there, there were risks here. I understand that argument, uh, that uh, there were debris risks. Uh, at the same time, uh, I think we should have acted earlier uh, if our suspicions were valid that this was, in fact, on an intelligence mission. A hundred percent. Okay, you've got a spy balloon from our number one geopolitical foe flying over 
are intercontinental ballistic missile facilities. They are spying. Our number one geopolitical foe is spying on our nukes. There is no world where they should be allowed to continue doing so. I agree with that. Okay, but here's more Panetta. If I can just... If I could just get the words out, it was a long weekend for the champ, uh, you know. But uh, if we could just get those words out, we'll be fine. Do you speak any English? Here's some English, okay? This balloon had no business flying over the entire country. You can tell me what you tell me about risks, but here is Panetta threading the needle. It's clip nine. That bothered me that uh, uh, that it was allowed to uh, transverse the uh, uh, entire country. Uh, and and for that reason, I think it probably would have been well for for the president uh, to to have been transparent with the country uh, about what was happening here uh, when they initially found uh, that the balloon was there, uh, when they considered it to be an intelligence gathering balloon, and frankly, when the president made the decision to shoot it down, if he made the decision on Wednesday to shoot it down, uh, I think that should have been made public. Uh, it would have prevented some of the criticism. Uh, that occurred later. Uh, and the American people, I think, are entitled to know uh, just exactly what our adversaries are up to. And make no mistake about it, and that's the point that matters. Okay. We knew this thing was over U.S. territory way back in January the 28th. It had drifted into our territory. It was over Alaska in a sparsely populated area, it was over the Pacific Ocean. Okay, which means we could have shot it down then. So this idea that we waited and then it was Wednesday before he decided to shoot it down, that's already too long. Number one, China sends a balloon over into our country. It is an invasion of our sovereignty. Okay, it is considered an act of hostile military aggression. At a time when you're protecting Ukraine's border, oh, Russia can't just show up to a sovereign nation like that. I understand there's a difference between a missile and a spy balloon, but understand if we are going to dump $100 billion into defending Ukraine's border, at some point it would be nice to show some interest in defending our own. I think he's got a point. Okay. Here is Joe Biden trying to make the case that it's not his fault. Because that's the problem, and that's how we got to where we were to begin with. Joe Biden is a career politician. And when you're dealing with enemies on the world stage who know how predictable politicians are and that they're going to be more concerned with the political costs than the military costs, than the human costs, than the message sent on the world stage. Don't ever forget, this was emboldened after the Afghan troop withdrawal. They saw Biden lead a disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan, a war we fought for 20 years to make sure it didn't become a breeding ground for terror groups. We left with a terror group in charge of its government sitting on $85 billion worth of our weapons. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Stupid. It was disastrous. Okay, because when it was over, Biden got on TV with a straight face, with a straight face, and told the American people, That it was a success. It was a successful mission. It's the most successful airlift in American history. Shut up. Will you shut up? Dude, do you understand? China in that moment said, oh, we get it. This guy's just a politician. He just wants to get reelected. He has no shame. We're living in the death of shame. We have an American president who is beyond shame and will look into a camera and say anything if he thinks it will help him politically. 
Why is that significant? Because China sent over this balloon, and we've now come to find out they knew about it since January the 28th, and they were never going to tell us about it, period, until it was spotted by the citizens of Montana who saw it over their land. Oh, wow. But you think about that again. What is the message that's sent on the world stage? This guy was going to lie to the entire country about whether or not this ever happened in the first place. That was the calculus. Hey, we don't want any political trouble. We're going to look weak for not shooting this down. We're going to look weak for letting it get here in the first place. So let's just pretend it never happened. That's what he went with. This is where the media endangers all Americans. People on the left go, oh, the media, they're good for me because they only hit the Republicans. They don't give the Democrats a hard time. So that's good. Wrong. It's bad. Because when the media doesn't do its job, which is to hold people in power accountable... They get used to making terrible decisions on behalf of our country. The decision not to shoot this down immediately was a terrible decision. The decision not to make it public to the rest of the country was even worse. And I just played you Obama's defense secretary saying so. But the biggest, and I really do mean the biggest demonstration of weakness at all, of all, is Biden's explanation for why it didn't come down sooner which is a pass the buck. I told them to shoot it down Wednesday. They talked me out of it. Hello. You're the commander in chief, not the consultant in chief, you know, not the recommender and not the let's read the room. Your job is to lead the room. Here is Biden flat out trying to make things better by saying, well, I wanted to shoot it down. Don't look at me. Okay, we have to look at you because you're supposed to be in charge. And if you make the call and they don't do it, does that mean you're in charge? The answer would be no. Here's Biden. Clip one. On Wednesday, when I was briefed on the balloon, I ordered the Pentagon to shoot it down on Wednesday as soon as possible. They decided without doing damage to anyone on, on the ground. They decided that the best time to do that was when we got over water outside within our within 12 mile limit. They successfully took it down, and I want to compliment our aviators who did it, and we'll have more to report on this uh, a little later. Thank you. Mr. President, what did you say about China? What's your message to China? You were saying the recommendation from your was from your national. I told them to shoot it down on Wednesday. On Wednesday. But the recommendation. They said to me, let's wait till it's safe place to do it. That is absolutely the most ridiculous excuse I have ever heard in my entire career as a disciplinarian. But stick with me, okay? Because, again, he thinks he's passing the buck by saying, I told them Wednesday. Dude, the gig is called Commander-in-Chief. The message he just sent to the rest of the world is he ain't in charge. Because they said, well, you got to think of the potential cost of a balloon coming down. And, oh, it could be a problem. Dude, they could do the same thing they did off the coast of South Carolina, which is give everybody a heads up to clear the area and the radius where it's coming down. The FAA issued a ground stop. They cleared out all the boat traffic, and they brought it down. So when you get in front of the world with a, a straight face... After a week of letting this thing fly all over the country and surveil it, whatever the hell it wants, and then you expect anyone to believe, oh, well, in this case, we should have faith in his leadership because he told them to shoot it down, but they didn't listen to the commander in chief. Yo, Joe Biden. You sound insane. Do you realize that? You should be medicated. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. That's my name. Don't wear it out. 
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Having a grown-up talk about all things America. 888-788-9910. Here is Pete Buttigieg, of all people, flat out admitting, well, at least he's saying it's not acceptable for China to have sent a balloon into this country, which we all know it's not. There's a natural follow-up to this con- to this conversation. Here it is, clip two. Is it acceptable that there were eight days that the spy satellite, the spy balloon was over the United States, then Canada, then again over the United States? from Idaho, Montana, all the way through to the Carolinas for day after day? Well, as the U.S. has communicated, it's not acceptable at all that uh, China sent this uh, object into our airspace. Now listen, little boy. Understand, okay, we've communicated that it's not acceptable to send it into our airspace. You gotta do better than that. But what else have we found out behind the scenes? We found out behind the scenes they weren't going to say anything at all because they didn't want to upset Secretary Blinken's He's your secretary of state. They didn't want to upset his meeting this week with his Chinese counterpart. Again, they were more concerned with the politics than they were with the actual physical and military fallout. Here's Marco Rubio talking about the Chinese spy balloon, the message they were sending and how this would play out in China. Clip three. It's not a coincidence that this happens leading up to the State of the Union address, leading up to Blinken's visit to China. The Chinese knew that this was going to be spotted. They knew that we were going to have to react to it. They flew it over military installations and sensitive sites across, right across the middle. I mean, look at the flight path of this thing. It's a diagonal shot right through the middle of the continental United States. And the message embedded in this to the world is we can fly a balloon over airspace of the United States of America, and they won't be able to do anything about it to stop us. They calculated this carefully with a message embedded in it. And I think that's the part we can't forget here. It's not just the balloon. It's the message they're trying to send the world that we can do whatever we want and America can't stop us. This is politics as usual. China knows that. When you elect a career politician who has a pension for, I mean, understand that Joe Biden is a circus liar. Like, lies theatrically on things that are easily demonstrably proven as false. Okay, he'll get out there any day. He will say anything. And they know he's so concerned with self-preservation that on the eve of something like the State of the Union address, when we do have a meeting set up with our Secretary of State and China's, he knows which cost is going to be preferred to Biden. You know, which route is the one he's going to go. Okay, they played us. There's no make no mistake about it. They rolled Biden. Okay, Tom Cotton said it much. It's clip 11. What began as a spy balloon has become a trial balloon, testing President Biden's strength and resolve. And unfortunately, the president failed that test. Uh, And that's dangerous for the American people. Uh, The president was paralyzed for an entire week by a balloon. Um, We should have shot this balloon down over the Aleutian Islands. We should never have allowed it to transit the entire continental United States. No question. 
okay? And everybody in the world knows that. If you sent a balloon to China, they're shooting this thing down instantaneously. That's true. That is true. So once again, we demonstrated weakness, and that's the bottom line. Biden is such a disaster. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon, talking up all these live stand-up comedy shows we did out in Carson, Nevada this weekend. Uh, I should give you a couple of updates on my touring schedule. Uh, In two weeks, uh, February the 17th, February the 18th, we are headed up to the Fat Cats Comedy Club in Utica, New York. Uh, Sadly, um, all five of those shows are sold out. I cannot get you tickets to those shows. But if you want to come by and hang out at the bar afterwards and meet your radio buddy, you'd certainly be welcome to come. Uh, some seats still available if you're out on the West Coast. Friday night, March the 3rd, I will be at the Federal Way Performing Arts and Events Center in Federal Way, Washington, just outside of Seattle. If you want to come see me in Federal Way, Friday night, March the 3rd. Saturday night, March the 4th, I will be at the Crest Theater in Sacramento, California. You can come see me in Sacramento Saturday night, March the 4th. Tickets for that still available at the Crest Theater. Uh, Friday night, April the 7th, I am at the Tower Theater in Bend, Oregon. Friday night, April the 8th, the Egyptian Theater in Boise, Idaho. And then we're back on the East Coast April 21st and 22nd. We are at Bananas in Bergen, New Jersey, hanging out, uh, listening to some Bon Jovi. Gassing up the Camaro. Tina, come on. We're going to Bananas. We're going to see Jimmy Fallon from the Gutfield Show. He's on the Fox. We'll come by. Put on your press-on nails, girl. Come on. Let's go. It's going to be great. Uh, But, man, oh, boy, oh, man, this has been a really wild time for me. I'm on the Sean Hannity Show tonight if you want to watch some Fallovision in the meantime. And if you missed me this morning on America's Newsroom, uh, that is posted. Uh, It'll be on the Fox Across America Facebook page. But right now, we are doing what we do best, which is yapping on the radio about this balloon that was flown over from China. Now, if you heard over the weekend, an anonymous source in the Biden administration floated the idea that these spy balloons were here under Donald Trump and he didn't do anything either. It was made up by these sick people. Okay, listen, the desperation to deflect here and to make, oh, no, Trump did it, too. You don't understand. This is, don't be so mad at Biden. No self-respecting person believes that. But again, the shameless ass covering they're engaging in in the Biden administration is why China made this move to begin with. They get it. There's a guy in charge who is a career politician. Joe Biden has been in Washington since Washington. You know what I'm saying? Like Joe Biden is, you know, there's a profile in terms of how he thinks, how he's going to act on the world stage. Like people who want to defeat us, they study us. Their intelligence assets study how they vote on certain things, how they behave in situations. Okay, and yes, they get a feel for whether the engine's running and there's anybody behind the wheel. Biden's lost his marbles. Okay, when people I say this all the time, whenever I'm on TV. And somebody brings me on to comment about Biden being a little nuts. Oh, look at the dumb thing he said today. Oh, look, he he quit talking halfway through the thought. If you like Biden so much, name three of his complete sentences. Every time I find myself in one of these situations, I, I was Fox and Friends. I was on Fox and Friends last Tuesday screaming about this. I'll be on Fox and Friends tomorrow morning probably howling about it again. 6.50. We do it every Tuesday if you want to watch. Okay, our media is derelict in its duty. 
when they don't point out that Biden has the problems that he does. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. And the reason being is because you can create a fantasy land for the people who turn on MSNBC looking for confirmation bias. Create that fantasy land. That's all MSNBC is. It's all CNN is, to be honest with you. CNN is the worst. For sure, because they want everybody to believe Biden is on top of it. He's moral and righteous and just, and we've got it all under control here in America thanks to Joe Biden. That is a lie. And every one of our, our, our enemies knows that. Okay, they don't form an opinion of Joe Biden based on what they hear on MSNBC. They form an opinion of Joe Biden based on what comes out of his mouth. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go, you know, the, you know the thing. Okay, they watch videos like this and form an opinion. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with, uh, with uh, I don't know, uh, I mean, no one is sitting over in China being like, we better not mess with that guy. Listen, the world has formed an opinion of Joe Biden independently of what they're telling you in the liberal media circles and the world opinion of Joe Biden. Okay, there's a very concise opinion from every single head of state in the world watching him. This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup. And on the rare occasion where he is cognitive, because they've shot him up with enough B12 to make a public speech, he is always so concerned with the politics. So out came this report over the weekend. Let me give you this one. There's even a Don Lemon clip to be had here. Don Lemon, of course, if you remember, was a primetime host over at CNN. And then the ratings came in. And, uh, well, So understand, Don Lemon gets banished to a daytime show, goes from the host of his own primetime show to a member of an ensemble cast. And uh, now he's, of course, saying things to try to stand out, you know, being a little more provocative and wants you to believe, well, the Republicans were really hyperventilating over this Biden story. But it turns out it was nothing because Trump did it, too. Now, I'm going to give you full context on this because John Kirby has just spoke to this report. But here is Biden, uh, you know, getting a human shield effort out of Don Lemon. Clip 10. Well, let's just let's be honest about this. And obviously this is serious. But I thought that producers had smelling salts off of the on the side of the set for Republicans who came on. Oh, my God, this is I mean, just hyperventilating about this. It is serious. But if it happened under the Trump administration, they didn't discover it. Isn't that possibly a failure of the Trump administration? I mean, there's so much blame to go around. I, I was reading your piece and I thought that you were saying, hold your horses, people. This is way different than what we think. Don't hyperventilate over it. This has happened before. You can't handle the truth. Okay, Don Lemon's an embarrassment. Okay, and understand. We have a report here. I'm going to give it to you in a second. I'm going to play a clip from John Kirby. Okay, the Biden administration, after all the political fallout, you understand he's getting hammered by Democrats. Leon Panetta is Barack Obama's defense secretary. Okay, he served with Joe Biden. For him to be breaking ranks with the administration he served and saying this was a bad move. Do you understand? That looks terrible to Joe Biden 
in self-respecting circles. What in God's name is he doing? And I say the distinction of self-respecting circles because CNN, human shielding for Biden, duh, it's not a self-respecting circle. Correct the mundo. It's CNN. But here is John Kirby speaking now with a little more clarity to these, quote, reports, okay, that after Trump left office, the Biden administration found out that there were some Chinese spy balloons that flew over Trump. They didn't even know about it. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. John Kirby, to his credit, okay, has just crushed the number one trending topic on you porn, which is reasons to be mad at Donald Trump in liberal cities. Okay, because people heard this report over the weekend, an anonymously sourced report. Do you understand like the Russian collusion story? There was nobody once who could ever put their name on the reporting because nobody had any confirmation to support what they were claiming. It was all a scam. And what somebody did over the weekend was try to give the Biden supporters some chicken soup for the humiliated political soul. Everybody knows you can't let a spy balloon fly over your nuclear sites. And then when you get outed for doing so, because the locals on the ground saw it and posted it on social media. okay, the idea that you continued to let it linger. okay, the Biden administration on Friday. In the live briefing at the Pentagon, I covered it on live TV. I was on Outnumbered Friday. The first 30 minutes of the show were us sitting there on set watching the Pentagon brief us about this spy vessel. And they flat out said China is controlling the vessel. We do not take them at their word that this was a weather balloon that lost its way in the wind. We know it's being controlled right now. They admitted to that. When the Pentagon admits that our biggest geopolitical foe has a spy balloon over our nuclear sites and you continue to let it fly for another 24 hours over the eastern region of the country before getting out over the sea, okay, any self-respecting person who watches that happen goes, man, this is a weak move by America. We just got invaded. On the world stage, the world stage talking about this goes, wow, see, America let a spy balloon fly across the country? From China? The America, you know, speak softly and carry a big stick? Okay, their policy when a spy balloon was over its nuclear infrastructure was don't tell your parents, kid. Like, that's what they were going for. Until we flat out, it's civilian journalists actually spotted this thing and posted it on Twitter, and it's the only reason we're talking about it. Joe Biden deserves to be driven from office and disgraced. So you understand people who support this administration are objectly humiliated by the performance of Joe Biden. So somebody runs out over the weekend trying to save face, give them some, you know, ammo to fight back on Twitter and goes, no, no, you don't understand. The same thing happened under Donald Trump and Trump. Not even close. Are you telling me a media that leaked anything it got its hands on under Donald Trump, anything, literally anything they could do? To make Trump look bad. They once ran a story on CNN, if you remember this, jog your brain, that Donald Trump gets two scoops of ice cream at private meetings, but only lets his guests have one. And they wanted to make people mad. Oh, how dare he 
get the two scoops of ice cream as the commander-in-chief and only give him one. That was a real story. Googled CNN Donald Trump ice cream. They ran that story. And it was laughable because the only people who got mad that Donald Trump was getting two scoops of ice cream and the guests were getting one was Chris Christie. Bingo. (laughs) Chris Christie was like, oh, hell no. I want my other scoop. That was Chris Christie. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. I don't know. I'm with Christie on that one. But stick with me, because here is Kirby flat out being forced to admit eh, a little bit of a difference between what Biden let happen and what some anonymous sources are trying to say about the Trump administration. Take it away, Josh. I can't speak to what uh, awareness there there was um, in the previous administration about these. I can tell you that... uh, that uh, we discovered uh, these um, these flights um, after we came into in, into office, and there's a uh, I'm, I'm not going to get into the specifics of how we did the forensics. I think you can understand that uh, we're going to be careful about that. But uh, but uh, we did uh, we, we became aware uh, that that at least on three occasions. Uh, surveillance balloons by the PRC transited uh, uh, U.S. airspace. I will say that uh, from every indication that we have that that was uh, for brief periods of time, nothing at all like what we saw last week in terms of duration. Oh, come on, man. Nothing in terms of what we saw last week in terms of duration. Meaning, did Donald Trump let a spy balloon surveil our most delicate nuclear facilities and then head east over the rest of the country? The answer would be no. No. Somebody saw reporting that, oh, the balloon, technically speaking, was within a eight hundredths of a nautical mile of international airspace over the water at one point. So we can get out there and say it happened under Trump. Come on, everybody. But what John Kirby just said on Twitter for any self-respecting person was there's no comparison, none at all, between any report. And to be clear, KT McFarlane, anyone else who worked in the security apparatus on the Trump administration, including Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, flat out says they were never told once this was a thing while they were in power. So either somebody's lying completely or somebody's just making it up. My money on making it up. Why? Because we have an administration that is only concerned about minimizing the political damage to themselves. Something that is well known to anybody competing with us on the world stage. Okay, this is why we are where we are. In the aftermath of this balloon flying across the country and eventually getting shut down, shot down because of the political pressure, okay, Biden wants to tell you he would have shot it down Wednesday, but they told him he couldn't. Those are not the words of a man who's in charge. If you're in charge, you demand that they shoot it down. If you're more concerned about the political costs, you let the thing head east for a few more days. You have no idea how to defend a nation. It's the number one show with humans and animals. Nice beaver. Thank you. I just had it stuffed. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Having a grown-up talk about Balloon Gate. Chris Bedford's going to stop by as a senior editor at The Federalist. Everyone in Washington has weighed in in the meantime. Let me give you a little more sound on this because there's just been so much fun. Uh, I got to tell you, man, Steve Daines from Montana comes on the show all the time. He spoke back to this idea that we couldn't shoot it down over Montana because of the risks. He's a Montana senator. Here's his take on that claim, clip 15. They could have shot that balloon down, and the biggest risk might have been hitting a cow, a prairie dog, or an antelope. <laughs> they could have shot it down over Montana, and the biggest risk was hitting a cow or a prairie dog <laughs> or an antelope, which I got to be honest with you is probably why they didn't shoot it down, because they were worried about PETA being like, oh, hell no, can't be killing no cow. No prairie dog. <laughs> you can't be doing that. The animals. Come on. What do you mean China's spying? This is the world we're living in now. Here is Ted Cruz, okay? The great state of Texas. We may be heading back there in the month of May. There's a lot going on with the schedule right now. But here's Ted Cruz speaking to why it wasn't shot down. Clip 16. We know yeah. that when the Biden administration knew about the balloon, they said nothing, they did nothing, they didn't shoot it down. And at the end of the day, I think the only reason they shot it down is because it made it into the news well, and they felt forced to as a matter of politics rather than national security. That's a well, bad message for the Chinese government to hear. Bingo, man, bingo. That was the message. Politics. Look, guys, I know you're spying over our most delicate nuclear installations. So we're going to try to sweep this under the rug. That's the message we sent. And then the actual understand this is the importance of citizen journalism. This is the importance of Elon Musk buying Twitter. OK, this story would have been banned from other platforms before Elon Musk bought Twitter. They're like, well, we can't confirm this. It's dangerous. It could be Russian disinformation because they're concerned about protecting the government. OK, but the government's job is to protect you. And was the government doing that job last week? The answer would be no. If somebody doesn't go out to their backyard in Montana with a cell phone, we've got a spy circling the country as we speak. Unbelievable. Biden sucks. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. We're getting ready for a big hour of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Chris Bedford is coming by from the Federalist because neither one of us is buying what the Washington elites are selling in regards to this balloon flight. The government's going to jump all over your head, Jimbo. Oh, they might jump. Uh, but we're certainly going to keep pushing back bottom line. You got some big testicles to pull this off, bro. 888-788-9910 if you want to be a part of this thing. Uh, it's Listen, man, it's about to get real chippy in here because I know Bedford's not happy uh, with anything that went on in Washington, D.C. over the weekend, nor is he happy with this absurd report that China sent some balloon flights over. But we just didn't know it happened and they didn't tell Trump, which means one of two things. Either they were lying to the American people then or they were lying to the American people now. Okay, either way, not going to sit well with Chris Bedford. 
I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Ooh, all right. Well, let's give him a minute to cool down before he gets on the phone. How about we bring in an opening act? George is out in Battle Creek, Michigan. Yo, George. Jimmy, my main man. How are you? <laughs> Great, man. I made it out of Reno alive. Uh, it was touch and go for a, for a little bit there, but we're back. Hey, I heard a rumor that Lincoln Thaler, you may have heard of him, <laughs> Uh, has done something that Joe Biden never has. Oh, I'm listening. Taken unscripted, unrehearsed questions from a live audience. (laughs) That is correct. Lincoln did, technically speaking, three press conferences out in Reno this weekend. I brought him on stage at the 30-minute mark of my stand-up set, and I let the audience have their way with him for 10 minutes. And uh, he took any question that came his way. Uh, and I got to be honest, some of them were pretty dicey. They involve my coworkers, <laughs> members of the opposite sex. Uh, you get a, a Carson City crowd, an open bar, uh, you'd be surprised where the questions go. Or maybe you wouldn't be surprised, George. Now, Lincoln has come out of his basement. Does that mean that he's announced that he's running? <laughs> I, I don't I don't know uh, that Lincoln is a shoo-in for 2024 just because of the age limits, uh, but I don't doubt he has political aspirations down the road. He's good, man, and unlike his father, he'd pass the background check. Now, I have to say, Jimmy, I absolutely love the show. Uh-huh. You're my hero. Keep doing what you do. Oh, buddy. Keep the faith. And uh, thank you again for uh, stepping up and <laughs> filling those shoes. Ah, oh, thank you, my man. And thanks for the funny questions, because technically speaking, you're right. Lincoln has done more press conferences than the president. That's not good. Great call, George. Have a big week, would you? I mean, really think about the world we're living in, where the president of the United States is doing nothing. OK, he wants you to believe he's going to run again in 2024 and he's going to win again in 2024. Wrong. Joe Biden is a buffoon. I'm going to give you some clips, okay, because tomorrow is the State of the Union. Okay, there's been a lot of talk about Trump running in 2024. He's out on the campaign trail. And, of course, we're hearing DeSantis might run. We're hearing Nikki Haley might run. Get her out. Get her out of here. Yeah, Trump not a fan. But the problem he's going to have attacking these people is that he hired them. Okay, he hired Nikki Haley to be his U.N. ambassador. He, of course, endorsed Ron DeSantis. You know, but that's politics. But the point being is all this talk about Trump, and we'll get into Trump because he made some news over the weekend, okay? But the elephant in the room, so to speak, is Biden and the state of cognitive decline he happens to be in. And it's not so much that, you know, he gets names wrong. You know, we have the clip from last week we just died laughing at where President Biden goes, and I'm proud to say that 50% of the women in my administration are women. We have a president that is clearly not all there. But it's the brazen lying. It's the lack of self-awareness. It's the death of shame that is Biden's biggest problem. Biden was asked on Friday about inflation. Now, I want you to understand this. My job as a talk show host is to keep you entertained and informed and to have a good time doing it. It's not to make you vote a certain way. I don't care. Like, I care about the country, care about the direction we're going in. Okay, but I don't get on the air every day being like, okay, let's take a show of hands of who's voting Republican at the beginning of the day and 
let's measure the success of the show based on who's voting Republican by a show of hands at the end of the day. It's not my job, man. It's just I don't care. I don't ever feel any pressure to, you know. Sometimes it's funny. Lincoln and I were talking about this. You know, from time to time, we'll get messages from people like, oh, you got to do this. or you got to go do that. Or how dare you not do this? Because it's not my job, man. Okay, I want people to feel like they can openly disagree with me and still have their voice heard on this show, because the thing that was supposed to make America great this whole time was freedom. And that also means on talk shows, you should not be besieged with activism masquerading as journalism, nor should you be besieged with activism masquerading as a talk show. Okay, so when I get on the air, I just want you to have an honest, informed conversation. Okay, here is Joe Biden, okay, talking about inflation. And when I say honest and informed, I want you to understand that when Joe Biden took office, inflation was at 0.8%. Okay, under Joe Biden, it's gotten as high as eight and a half points. Eight and a half points, which means under Biden, it went up seven and a half points. Okay, here is Joe Biden with a straight face saying he takes no blame for inflation because it was here when he got here. This is clip 30. Do you take any blame for inflation, Mr. President? Take any blame for inflation? No. Why not? Because it was already there when I got here, man. Remember what the economy was like when I got here? Jobs were hemorrhaging. Inflation was rising. We weren't manufacturing a damn thing here. We were in real economic difficulty. Don't you have any respect for yourself? No, he's no respect for himself. Okay, his print and spend economic policy is what drove inflation. And then when it got to the height of a 40-year high, he passed an Inflation Reduction Act that did not address inflation whatsoever. What a fraud. Think about that. Didn't even, oh, it's the biggest climate change bill in the history of our country is what he'd tell you. Okay, but does it reduce inflation? Not even close. Understand the Congressional Budget Office, bipartisan, Republican and Democrat. Okay. They deduced after scoring the bill that it would drive inflation up in the short term but would do nothing to bring it down in the long term. That is financial lunacy. So when you hear, oh, the Inflation Reduction Act, yeah, the name is good. The outcome of the bill, really bad. He knows what he's talking about. But understand, when you see Joe Biden get on TV and tell you, I take no blame for inflation, it was here when I got here, he's lying. And it's easily proven to you that he's lying because you can look up the numbers on inflation when he took office. Any self-respecting economist will tell you it was 0.8 when he took office, got as high as one point on the day he was sworn in. Okay, is that eight and a half points, which is where it went under Biden? The answer would be no. Ah, Inflation was already here. Okay, imagine that. Okay, you're the fire commissioner. (laughs) Think about that. You took office. Somebody had lit a cigarette at the inauguration. And then under your watch, every house in town burnt down. Hey, do you take a, any blame for the fact that as fire commissioner, every house in the neighborhood is burnt down? No, the fire was already here. 
When I got into office, remember that guy was smoking a cigarette. That was embarrassing. It's embarrassing to a self-respecting person. Joe Biden took inflation from 0.8 to 8.5, crushing people on fixed incomes, crushing single moms and people living paycheck to paycheck at a time when we have 70 percent of this country literally living paycheck to paycheck. Joe Biden's about to give a State of the Union tomorrow night where he tells you everything's great in this country. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. Because it's a sociopathic indifference to the well-being of voters. No, no, we'll tell them it's good. But do you understand, they, you, telling them they're good, okay, is spoken with such like a, you know, it's, a, it's such like a condescending, dripping disdain for people's, you know, in, intellect. Okay, are you telling me people aren't going to know it's bad? Well, I know there's no money in the bank. We can't pay our bills. But the president says it's good. So uh, I guess we're good here. It's totally false. Even Michael Jackson knows. But then the other racket, okay, is him telling you what? I'm the uniter in chief. Going to bring the country together. Unity. It, my heart beats for unity. You're a bald-faced liar. A liar. Because don't ever forget this. The guy who said his heart beats for unity went down to Georgia and told you what? Ah, this is voter ID. That's Jim Crow on steroids. This is Jim Crow on steroids, what they're doing in, in Georgia and 40 other states. Think about that. It's Jim Crow on steroids. I mean, what a dirtbag. But understand, Georgia's early voting law, the one he called Jim Crow on steroids, resulted in the highest voter turnout in the history of the state. I don't know what you know about Jim Crow. Wasn't exactly big on voter turnout. But this is the type of shameless lying that makes every one of these Trump pronouncements possible. Like Trump says he's going to win the White House again. And I always tell you, dude, I don't know. <laughs> a lot of baggage. There's a lot of younger Republicans out there that people like an awful lot. I don't know that Trump's going to beat them. I've I got to be honest. I'm always honest with you about this stuff. But the more Biden is in front of a microphone, the better Trump's chances become. You understand the things Trump ran on. Okay, are policies that were demonized. We can't build a wall. We should be building bridges and not walls. Okay, that was the claim under Trump. And understand people who follow politics actively understand that everybody in Washington voted for border security twice. All the people saying we should be building bridges, not walls, voted for border fencing under George W. Bush, and they did it again under Barack Obama. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But think about that. And then Trump was like, build a wall. And they were like, oh, it's racist. Can't be building walls. Got to build bridge. Come on. What's going on here? And do you understand? They reversed policies that were actually protecting the country. Fentanyl is the biggest cause of adult death in this country between the ages of 18 and 45. If you have a kid like I do, you are objectively terrified at the idea of them doing any type of recreational drugs because one dose kills you. It's not the 70s, not the 80s, not the 90s. Okay, this is a different era now. And we keep reporting on this stuff. I say it again and again and again. We say, oh, he overdosed on fentanyl. They don't overdose on fentanyl. They get poisoned. An overdose would connotate, well, they did so many drugs, they got so carried away. You know, people were out of control. It was only a matter of time before they overdosed. No, 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 no. These are kids trying to write a term paper who pop an Adderall to stay up all night and drop dead. Okay, and that's going on because we abandoned border security. Because the previous administration was big on it. So this administration reversed it just because. No! 
We don't want to do what they do. But again, that's not people thinking about the country. That's people thinking about the party. And that's why we wind up in the position we are. Okay, where are we right now? We're getting ready to give a State of the Union tomorrow night from a president who's in a state of dementia. We've got an ex-president attempting to pull a Grover Cleveland and serve two non-concurrent terms in Washington. I have been pretty vocal about the fact that I think Trump's going to have a hard time doing it. But if the option happens to be Joe Biden, Trump's chances are ballooning, if you will. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. The show that solves problems the old-fashioned way. You and me are going to fight when that bell rings at 3 o'clock. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon, doing the damn thing. 888-788-9910. Me and the Link Man made it back from Carson City yesterday. We were on a bender, man. We did not sleep, just so you know. We flew into Sacramento Friday night. Flight was delayed three hours. We got into Sacramento at 1 in the morning and went to Mel's Diner, which is a West Coast haunt. It's an institution. And then we drove three hours from Sacramento across the state of California into Reno, uh, got to our hotel room. Saturday morning, <laughs> about close to six in the morning, we uh, fell asleep in our clothes for about two hours, and then we headed out to Virginia City. And uh, we met a lot of Fox News super fans walking the streets of Virginia City and uh, got some great souvenirs and some fine swag, and then went off to the Carson Nugget, did three sold out shows. Lincoln met a lot of ladies. Sammy Hagar sent down uh, some of his beach bum rum along with some shot girls who were serving the rum to guests of the establishment. Hubba, hubba. They were all right, uh, according to Lincoln. I obviously wasn't looking, Jenny. But uh, we had a wild time. But from the shows, we went to dinner in the casino uh, with the owner, Dean, and some of his guests, and then drove directly to the airport without going to bed and flew home yesterday. And I can tell you with a straight face, we were still in better cognitive function today than the president of the United States. That's true. That is true. Okay, and I bring this up. Why? Because everybody anywhere in media, here's even John Ratcliffe talking about it. Whenever something goes wrong, they just pour a little Trump on it. Remember the Chris Rock bit about Robitussin? Love me some Robitussin. You pour it on anything. Break a bone, pour a little Tussin on it. You know what I'm saying? Stub your toe, pour a little Tussin. Got a runny nose, pour a little Tussin on it. No more tussin' in the bottle. Pour a little water in it. Shake it up. Mo tussin'. Okay, as an old Chris Rock bit. Here is John Radcliffe talking about how Biden is really just serving up Trump a tussin'. When something goes wrong, pivot to Trump. Here it is, clip 14. Every time something goes wrong in the Biden administration, there's one of two responses. They either find a way to blame the Trump administration or they try and find a way to say the Trump administration did it too. And that's what they're trying to say here. This okay. happened during the Trump administration. It didn't. Uh, and me... you would have heard about it before. Again, I would, I would tell you this. John Ratcliffe, your former director of national intelligence. Do you think he'd know if we had a Russian spy balloon flying over our country? The answer is yes. That is correct. Okay, but understand... Biden, they do this all the time. You understand, and Trump, it was bad, and Trump was bad too. Nobody cares. You're in charge, number one. Number two, 
a media that once reported breathlessly on Trump getting two scoops of ice cream at his private meetings while his guests got one, they were not going to give him a free pass on Chinese spy balloons. Ah, uh, you have a good eye, my man. There's no way. There's no way. They said, ah, we'll sweep this one under the rug. Okay. We leaked everything else about the guy known to man. That was my favorite thing about the media during the Trump era is a lot of times they were so relentless to destroy the guy that some of the attacks on him were things that people actually enjoyed. Like, who doesn't want two scoops of ice cream? Who wants to live in a world where you're the commander-in-chief, you're the most powerful man on earth, and there aren't, like, ice cream perks? You're damn right you get two scoops of ice cream. Okay, do you remember the Stormy Daniels controversy? Like, I don't understand. They're trying to ruin Trump. They're like, you don't understand. This guy, he likes ice cream, and he sleeps with porn stars. And everybody was like, <laughs> every time they try to tear a guy down, they demonstrate how out of touch they are with you and me. Bottom line. The media is a bunch of losers. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There's a whole lot to like about this next guest, but I think the thing I like the most in this moment is that he never attempted to hide the presence of a Chinese spy balloon over our country uh, because of the political costs he would incur. Of course, I'm talking about the great Chris Bedford. Hey, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I have tried to smuggle a few Chinese spy balloons in my day, but not for <laughs> political reasons. Yo, is this amazing? So, like, the defenses we're getting of Biden, because the other thing that jumps out at me, too, and I, I'm losing my mind over this, is him saying, well, I wanted to shoot it down last Wednesday, but they told me not to. I mean, are those the actions of a commander in chief of a guy who's in charge? This has been the most embarrassing balloon incident I've ever seen happen to any adult. Ever. And I actually lost uh, a whole string of balloons for a five-year-old's birthday in front of a kid once. This absolutely <laughs> defeats that. And it was totally my fault, too. Uh, no one's buying it. The, 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 the president's being grilled. His, his advisors are being grilled. Pete Buttigieg was being grilled uh, over the weekend. Because no one is buying this. this but this balloon was just an unstoppable force that happened to go over all of our, or not all of our, but a number of our very sensitive military installations. It was one heck of a distraction this weekend, I'll tell you. Yeah, I'll give you that. But that's the part I thought was so disrespectful is um, China's, you know, their take on this was, well, it was just a weather balloon that blew off course. <laughs> like, but, yo, like, yo, that's an insulting, that's an insulting uh, explanation because they're in- knowingly insulting our intelligence. You know, if I said to Jenny Fela, you know, oh, the wind blew me into flash dancers. I didn't, I didn't plan on going, but the wind blew me in here and now it's blowing the money right out of my pockets, Jenny. We got to do something about this climate change. Like, could there be anything more disrespectful? And that's what this is, is. It's the disrespect. And this is not just a normal balloon. It's a pretty sophisticated piece of surveillance technology. And it has the ability, which we didn't have for years and years, to be able to go up and down. And when you're up that high uh, in the jet stream, you can, you can basically choose what direction you want to go and steer a balloon by finding different winds, moving different directions at different altitudes. 
This is something that the Chinese are pretending was a mistake, and we're even actually saber-rattling a little bit after it was exploded, saying that there would be repercussions. Yeah. But it's just – it's just a kind of a mascot for how actually unserious America is because the balloon in that in that yeah. matter is almost a distraction. Mm-hmm. I mean when President Trump came in, they found out that the Interior Department was surveying American land with yep. drones that they bought from China. Mm-hmm. We have tens of thousands of Chinese spies in our universities and in our corporations, but there are secret Chinese police stations operating in Manhattan that were finally getting exposed by reporters before they got raided. There's TikTok on millions of our children's phones. So if, if our government was half serious and they would buy American drones, they would deport a lot of the nationals who are Chinese nationals assumed to be spies. They would raid these police stations. They would shoot down these balloons before pilots saw them. They'd ban TikTok. But we're not serious, and this balloon was just a spectacle of how unserious we are to deal with the Chinese threat. That's such a great point. Chris Bedford is on the line. And I think another, you know, we could add to your statement about them not being serious is we wouldn't have found out about this if people didn't have cameras on their cell phones in Montana. That's wild. They, and they, they claim that this has happened before. The Trump administration yeah. was denying it or mm-hmm. saying it was not even comparable, like a glimpse off of the coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the administration, and this is a sad thing, knew this was over a military base that has intercontinental ballistic missiles. And they didn't want to tell the American people so that Blinken could go over to China this weekend to be bullied by them. They didn't want to upset China. So uh, identifying an enemy spycraft above your military targets and not wanting to make a scene about it is what a weak power does. Maybe if the Secretary of State was going to visit Kenya, the Kenyans wouldn't want to complain about Americans watching them too closely because that would cause embarrassment because – that's that's the difference in power here. Yeah. And that's what's on full display when we make decisions like that. Even more embarrassing than not shooting it down right away is hiding it so you don't ruin Blinken's party. I mean, imagine that. And the only reason they probably came out and said, like, well, we're not going now. This is ridiculous, is <laughs> they, they had to do something, okay? And but But this is the part – I kind of want you to speak to this, okay? is when you were talking about the dichotomy in power between like us and Kenya, per se, in a hypothetical, technically speaking, okay, we are a much larger superpower than China. But the reason they've closed the gap as expeditiously as they have is because of the weakness we've demonstrated, is it not? That's exactly right. The only thing necessary for the United States to completely defeat China is to disengage, Mm -hmm. to stop buying from China, to stop selling to China. To, uh, to, re- to refuse access to our universities and our science to China. If we simply started ignoring them, then they would collapse. We don't actually have to have some kind of big Lord of the Rings battle to the death of this country. We just need to understand our addiction and pull away from it. It's been undermining our economy for decades. It's gutted our industrial base. It's got us addicted to this ridiculous green fuel stuff that even ups our, uh, our manufacturing costs more and makes us less competitive. They spy, they steal. And the reality is they're not that great at it. They steal our technology, but they're not very good at reproducing it. You, you, mm-hmm. you can buy the knockoffs on the internet for cheaper. Yeah. And a lot of the time they're knockoffs that are cheaper and they're bad. That infrastructure that they're building that's so terrifying in China, that the, the highways that go up overnight, and the dams, well, the dams are cracking and the highways don't last very long. They're still made in China. So there's a lot of serious problems this, that regime has, but their main strength is our addiction. Now, it's a great point. We're talking to Chris Bedford, 
And I know, like, when it comes to the the knockoffs and everything, I can tell you that firsthand because my producer, Mikey, bought a knockoff doll, uh, a blow-up doll that was made in China. (laughs) Nothing like the Vegas quality. I mean, it's not even close, Bedford. It's not even close. It's a very embarrassing emergency room visit at the end of the day. You could have just avoided that by buying American. (laughs) Mikey, if you'd just be more patriotic, you'd pay the extra money for the inflatable Cinnabons. You don't have to go to the ER. That's what Bedford's saying. That's what you have on the show, Mike. He gives you good guidance. Uh, <laughs> let me ask you this, because you make a great point economically about the damage it would do to China if we decoupled, per se. What kind of damage does that do to us? Is there a short-term damage because we don't have the transient nature of globalism and goods being immediately available? Like, what could we do? Like, is that feasible, is my question. Yeah, it, there would be short-term damage, which is why the decoupling needs to be something the corporations and the government are thinking about on a big, a major level. Mm-hmm. Now, the microchip aspect... Uh, is a danger, and the fact that the administ- the Biden administration is shutting down our energy fields, shutting down uh, just recently over the weekend, shut down a permit for a copper mine that we would need for these powerful microchips. Those sorts of things are dangerous. During COVID, we became intimately aware of how much we were reliant on China for pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. Everyone agreed, and politicians from both sides said, well, we need to fix that. Well, what's actually being done to fix that? We would need to restore American capacity, but it's obviously there. The market is there. Uh, during the Trump administration, they showed that they could actually, we could actually become energy dependent, uh, independent. Mm-hmm. All of this stuff is completely and totally possible. But yes, uh, things would get more expensive for a period of time as manufacturing moved back here. And we'd have to relearn some of the capabilities that we have. We couldn't just send our best and brightest anymore to create stupid new addictive apps and toys for your phone. They would have to be working on more serious things. But yeah. we have that capacity. We have that education system. We can do it. Yeah, I, listen, I I would love to see it happen just as someone who realizes it's it's really weird thing we're doing where we have this big lead over them, but we're slowly just giving it up. And it's all for convenience. It's all for the, you know, like you said, a new shiny app. Oh, there's a dog on a skateboard. I got to get this app and watch the dog on the skateboard. But like, TikTok, <laughs> you know, but it's like TikTok is so bad. Abbott just filed a motion a little bit earlier anyway, made an announcement that he's going to ban it from state, you know, legislative phones and stuff like that. Do you at least at a, at, at a bare minimum, do you see us decoupling? from TikTok? Yes, I think that that's starting to gain momentum. And we're reaching an age where even just aside from Chinese technology and spy technology and TikTok, folks are starting to wake up to the fact that your phone and all the things that come with it and the social media are not exactly just this this happy pastimes and yeah. that, that mean no harm. They can actually be dangerous. Yeah. I mean, you see this all the time. When we when we invented manufacturing, it took about 30, 40 years before someone said, should we stop feeding children into these factories? I know yeah. they have tiny hands, but <laughs> and the same thing is going to be true for this. You know, Maybe 9-year-olds, 10-year-olds, 11-year-olds should not have access to this kind of social media because it changes your brain. And uh, the American – that used to be like a crazy old Luddite idea just five, six years ago. But now a lot of normal parents and folks are sitting there saying, yeah, I don't want my kid to have access to this either. Yeah, no. Nowhere in the world is there a kid who'd be better off if only he spent another 20 minutes on social media. You know what I'm saying? Like, Exactly. They're not writing. Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> no, nobody. <laughs> de- definitely not adults. I mean, I've said this before, Bedford. Like, Twitter really is a fight club for people who don't want to get hit. It's <laughs> exactly true. One of my favorite stories ever in D.C. was a – this, this silly competition they used to have called the funniest DC celebrity, which mm. was usually neither funny nor celebrities. <laughs> but 
One guy was this one, one of the neoconservative reporters back in the day was tweeting about how bad the set was, mm-hmm. live tweeting it as if people couldn't read it. And the comedian, you know, the, yeah. the, the other DC nerd, got off the stage, walked up to his table, and punched him in the face because <laughs> he could see it. And I, I loved it. It was Twitter became real life <laughs> for one day. For one day, because <laughs> what I try to explain to people is everything. People who don't speak Twitter, like I try to say, everything you tweet on Twitter to someone was an invitation to get into a fight. Like, you could literally write, you know, I miss the cartoon Garfield. And someone is going to respond to that, like, yeah, but Trump, or something ridiculous, and now you're <laughs> like, wait, what? I have no idea. You know, Trump ain't lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, dude, I don't know what's going on. I'm so confused. But that is that is social media. Like, I'm hoping at the very at minimum – Enough parents get the TikTok thing. I don't know that they do, but I think it'd be a start because the problem is, man, like we were saying, we're bleeding out this lead to China, and it's all because we've gotten so fat and lazy, like as consumers here in America. But the bigger problem is that we've gotten fat and lazy, like in corporate leadership positions and certainly at the top of the government. Yeah, exactly. We need to, the, the federal government needs to actually step in a little bit on this because a lot of our corporate leaders – are addicted to quarterly earnings. They'll say that this is not possible. They can't possibly do this. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're a company like Apple, who's so enmeshed in China, that's not a great long-term strategy because Apple is mm-hmm. the technology is being stolen from, and eventually mm-hmm. uh, they'll be barred again from the Chinese market. That everyone always claims the burgeoning Chinese market. We're going to go in there, mm-hmm. but once they start to become successful and the Chinese are able to steal the technology, they ban you from the Chinese market. They yeah. sell their own knockoffs there. And then before you know it, you might get nationalized. So they, they start to spy on you. They start to make demands of you. Yeah. These guys are making agreements with the devil. But there needs to be a push from some statesmen to say, kind of like we did with Russia. Hey, when we're fighting in Vietnam, you can't manufacture Firestone rubber in Russia anymore. That's yeah. getting our boys killed. Yeah. You have to start making those calls. Defense wins championships, Bedford. Defense wins championships. (laughs) i got to read this speech to the team because, yeah, they're screwing it all up. Well, this was good. And, by the way, and thank you for the the points on the blow-up doll because we're trying to work with Mikey. (laughs) you got to be be safe out there. (laughs) Let's go, Mikey. Play some D. Good stuff, Bedford. We'll do it again soon, brother. Talk to you soon. You're the best, buddy. There he goes with some words of wisdom. I mean, it is Mikey Monday. You know, and we have to interject not only on behalf of Mikey's living companions – but his inflatable ones as well. But now's no time uh, for a Mikey dating intervention. Quick commercial break. We'll get back to your calls after this. Call in now. We're excited to hear from you. Who the is this? This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Getting back into the calls. Here at Fox Across America, 888-788-9910. Batting leadoff, we head out to the Lake of the Ozarks. Tom is standing by. Yo, Tom. Hey, Jimmy, listen, real quick. You know, our commander in chimp is uh, listening too much of the music in uh, Biden for Peanuts. I mean, if you ever hear him on the uh, up there at the podium, you can hear the little music box cranking in the background. He should have put off that, that you should have put that balloon in the water over the Pacific. Uh, number one, number two, you can't tell me he couldn't have uh, uh, exploded that thing. It doesn't even have to be a missile. It yep. could have been a smaller projectile that would have let the air out a little slower than making it blow up and land 
in uh, Montana, Wyoming, North Dakota. I mean, you talk about vast majorities of land, and why couldn't they couple it with a uh, parachute? I mean, yeah. my goodness, we bring down the space, you know, the space shuttle and yep. different uh, capsules with it, right? Yep. There's no world where we couldn't have brought this down sooner, and the reason we didn't, as you now know, is they were hoping this thing was going to fly over and be handled without us ever knowing it was a thing. Which, again, doesn't that only make you wonder more about what else they're at least trying to hide from us? I got two words for you. Mm -hmm. China collusion. (laughs) Dude, I mean, honestly, you're not wrong or conspiratorial for saying it when you realize, like, how much money went to his kid and how in bed they happened to be. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. you never know what to believe. But the point is, either way you slice it, the amount of weakness we're demonstrating here by, number one, not taking it down, but then by number two, like, he should not be admitting, hey, I wanted to shoot it down, but they wouldn't let me. That doesn't sound like he's in charge. Music box, buddy. Music box. <laughs> there you go. I'll play uh, you out. You uh, know, the other yeah. thing is, is that don't forget, this guy – this economy that we have right now, mm-hmm. it could be better if he would let uh, the capitalism reign, yep. bring back, you know, manufacturing. And the ones who don't want to work, don't work. But yep. you can't if, – if you have the opportunity, you can't collect welfare either. No, listen, you're not wrong. I mean, and everything he's pushing in terms of green energy is manufactured in China. And that's, you know, he's selling us out at every turn. It's embarrassing stuff. Good call, Tom. We'll do it again. Uh, 888-788-9910. Gail, La Crucius, New Mexico. Yo, Gail. Hey, Jimmy. What's up, man? Man, we're doing it. Big Monday on the show. I'm back I from can, Reno. It, it was it was rowdy. Yeah, I understand that. I understand that. I, I got a new uh, hashtag for you, and it's what I'm putting on everything Joe Biden. It's hashtag non gradus annus rodentum. And what I told Mikey was that even a fallen-down Catholic raising his kid in saloon, Jimmy Fela, ought to be able to translate that. <laughs> you need me to spell it for you? <laughs> no, we're going to handle it ourselves. Uh, okay, good. We'll get you good. off the air. <laughs> good stuff, Gail. Get him off the air. Get him. Get the hook. Yeah, we love you. we got to play some defense on this one, man. We'll do it again soon, man. The great Gale in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Get him out of here. Get him out. He's so funny. But, uh, you know, the problem with Biden is, you know, every one of these defenses makes the problem worse. You know, every one of them. Well, we wanted to shoot it down, but they wouldn't let us. Oh, oh, I see. Well, that surely tells the world not to mess with us. You better not mess with us or the president will ask for permission to do something in return. <laughs> like, who is advising this guy? Every one of these foreign policy decisions. Look at Afghanistan. Yo, we took the troops out ahead of the civilians. Do you understand? He sent every military advisor on TV to go, well, don't worry about it. The government's not going to collapse. So we took the troops out first because the Afghan army. They're going to hold. The Afghan army is going to be fine. They're the fiercest fighting force in the world. You don't worry about a <laughs> Dude, as they were saying that on TV, the president of Afghanistan was fleeing with a suitcase full of money because he knew it was screwed. But, of course, they predictably collapsed from there. And here we are again. No, no, we couldn't shoot it down. They wouldn't let me. Somebody told him that was good advice. Thank you for the education, gentlemen. We've just received a Ph.D. in stupidity. 
Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. And we are back in action for a big hour of Fox Across America. It's one of, you know, the oversized, you know, you got to go to like Costco. You got to get a membership to buy an hour of radio this big. They don't sell them at the regular stores. You got to go in there, pay some dues and get it out of the store. That's how big the hour is. We have Jessica Tarloff coming by. She is, of course, a Democratic strategist. And our audience is thrilled to hear JT back on the show. No, God! No, God! Please, no! 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 Stop it! Fox Across America is an all-skate. You can believe what you want. You can vote for who you want. Just come on the show. And we talk as consenting adults about the issues facing this country. And every once in a while, we even make a little bit of progress. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Here we are. 888-788-9910. And as we get underway in this hour, okay, there's some new polling out. We've been, you know, we've been following the balloon story and they're trying to find that thing off the coast of South Carolina now, which is, by the way, so fascinating to me. We don't know whether we're even going to recover the payload that contained the devices being used to spy on our country. Like, are you going to tell me, like, in a country where we can land rockets safely back to Earth, things that have gone to space, like, we don't actually have the technology to get this thing back in one piece? Biden is such a disaster. I don't know if it's even a Biden thing per se. But this idea, if, if I'm being told well, they're trying to salvage the, ra- the you know. You gotta do better than that. Seriously. Are you going to tell me with, with, we were just like, shoot it down. And whatever happens, happens. I, I, I want to believe in my government in this moment. I want to believe we made sure that we'd have the capacity to reverse engineer this thing. To get it down in some type of condition as opposed to just shooting it. And, uh, well, it'll land where it lands. It'll land how it lands. This, no, there's got to be there's gotta be better. There's got to be a better and more thorough accounting for this device that just surveilled the half the freaking country. Then, well, we'll just shoot it down. Oh, we found it. We found it. If not, if, oh, well. Folks, we're America. We're supposed to be the greatest superpower on Earth. And we've got people running the country right now who have no idea what they're doing. I'm Kamala Harris, and I approve this message. Stick with me, though, because Jessica Tarloff's coming on. We'll have some laughs. She's a good friend of mine. People always ask me that. Saturday night at the meet at the uh, meet and greet when we were out in Reno, out in Carson City. But it's like, I can't believe you're friends with that Jessica Tarloff. Jessica Tarloff's actually a really cool girl. I don't agree with anything she says politically, but the whole point of America, e pluribus unum, out of many, one. We're not supposed to all agree. We're supposed to be free-range chickens. You go wherever the hell you want, I'll go wherever the hell I want. Let's keep the government out of our business. And when push comes to shove, we put our political differences aside, and we're just one great country. That is the whole founding principle of Fox Across America. We're not going to sit here and listen to you badmouth the United States of America. No, ma'am. If you want to badmouth some of its leaders, fine. You'll fit right in in the Democratic Party. There's a new poll out today that says just 37 percent of Democrats want Joe Biden to run again for president in 2024. Come on, man. 37 percent of Democrats want Biden to run again. Okay, 
Scientists have a word for these people. They're called morons. Who the hell is looking at Joe Biden right now? The poorest border and a 40-year high in inflation. We're a laughing stock on the world stage when it comes to foreign policy. Who's looking at this and being like, oh, we need to do this again? Like, again, I, I, this always reminds me of, you know, imagine, imagine having to sell cruises outside of a movie theater that had just shown Titanic. No, no, you guys, you don't understand the dinners, though. How those are good dinners those first three nights. They had some real, they had some really nice dinners. You know, I don't know. Do you do you book a beach getaway after you get done watching Jaws? I don't know that most people ran out and did. Okay, but here are the Democrats. Okay, this is the poll. It's an Associated Press, Associated Press. Don't forget. NORC Center for Public Affairs Researchers. Thirty-seven percent of Democrats said they wanted Biden to seek a second term. The number is down from 52 percent before the 2022 midterm. So some Democrats had rallied to Biden's support in the run up to the midterms in a show of solidarity, because if you remember, there was an internal calculus where the Democrats were like, I don't know. What if we just tell everybody it's working? Let's pretend we're enthusiastic about Biden. Everything's going well. And the strategy worked because the midterms, to be clear, Biden overachieved in the midterms, did a lot better than anybody thought he was going to do, including himself, including every internal pollster, including Republicans. But now that the midterms are over and the country continues to careen off course, and now we've got spy balloons flying all over the place, Biden's number goes down 15 points. Uh Oh, I'm in trouble. Okay. It also tells you that 41 percent of voters approve of the job Joe Biden is doing as president. 41 percent. Okay, overall, just 22 percent of U.S. adults say he should run again in 2024, which is down from 29 percent who said so before the midterms. I mean, when you look at these numbers, I was talking about a similar poll on Friday. Okay, you understand you're looking at a guy that is historically unpopular within his own party. Every time somebody tries to say, oh, Trump, oh, hey, ho, bad tweets, January 6th. And again, we all know January 6th was bad. You should never storm the Capitol under any conditions. Okay, but you can't at the same time try to tell me that was a deadly white supremacist insurrection when the only person who died that day, one is certainly too many, but the only person who died that day was a white person who was shot, an unarmed white protester by the name of Ashley Babbitt, who was shot by a Capitol police officer. Not good. Okay, but it was not a deadly white supremacist insurrection. It was a low point in our nation's history. Some lunatic, okay, running into the chamber in a Chewbacca bikini. Okay, but the point is, no matter how mad you got at Trump over January 6th, no matter how mad you got at Trump for his mean tweets, you know, he'd tell you Rosie O'Donnell was a land whale. There's a slob. There's a real slob. But no matter how mad this country got at Donald Trump at any point during his presidency, he has never ever within his own party not had overwhelming support. Okay, Trump was polling at like 90% in the Republican Party after the 2020 election. Okay, it's gone down a little bit in the in, in the, you know, intervening year because you had January 6th and you had a lot of alternative surface in the Republican Party that could potentially become its standard bearer in 2024. Wrong. All right, whatever. But the fact remains Trump right now as we speak is wildly popular in his own party, whether he gets the nomination or not. Okay, Joe Biden has 37% of the Democratic Party supporting him. Okay, that's not a good number, man. 
And you only find yourself in that position because his record on delivering for the country is just terrible. Okay, here is Biden, Mr. Unity. I'm going to unite the country. Again, he's back in Philadelphia over the weekend going after extreme MAGA, mega MAGA, ultra MAGA Republicans. Here it is, clip 17. But now the extreme MAGA Republicans in the House of Representatives have made it clear they intend to put it all at risk. They intend to destroy. No, I'm not a joke. When I, look, you may remember when during the off-year election I started talking about MAGA Republicans and democracy. And a lot of you thought, what the hell is he talking about? Why isn't he talking about A, B, C, or D specific issue? Well, guess what? They intend to destroy the pro- This is not your father's Republican Party. No, really, think about it. These aren't conservatives. These aren't conservatives. These are disruptive people. They intend to destroy the progress we made. Wait, what? This guy's a serious ass. <laughs> Why is he talking about MAGA? The MAGA Republicans. Why is he, you know, the ultra MAGA, the semi-fascists? Okay, why? Because he's a shameless idiot. You are correct, sir. He would rather run on some hypothetical MAGA straw man argument than run on his own record. Here he is uh, furthering this criticism, clip 18. As I said, this is not your father's Republican Party. Just take a look at what they're doing. They campaigned on fiscal responsibility. But the first bill to pass the House of Representatives added $114 billion to the deficit. First one. They introduced another bill to limit the president's authority over the strategic petroleum reserve. Because they're mad, I use that authority to lower gas prices by $1.50 a gallon, period. Look. They introduced a bill. This is going to, you think I'm crazy? When I said this stuff in the off year, people looked at me like I was nuts. They're nuts. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Okay, if you're listening to this show for the first time, and chances are you might be. I mean, who the hell would listen to this twice? Man, what a mess I am. But understand, he was fact-checked. It's so funny on Twitter. One of my tweets today, at, I tweeted at Joe Biden about him being fact-checked, about his claim that Republicans want to cut Social Security and add $114 billion to the deficit. I replied to one of Biden's tweets today, not that he's running his own Twitter account. It's some 22-year-old transgender staffer, if I had to guess. But the point is the Twitter fact checks, the community fact checks, called out the Biden tweet for being wrong because Republicans are on the record. House leader Kevin McCarthy is on the record for saying they have no intention, zero zip zilch, of cutting Social Security. So when Biden keeps saying that and tweeting that, he's lying. When Biden keeps saying that Republicans want to add $114 billion to the deficit, he is lying. But stick with me, because here's the bigger one. Okay, when Biden says the Republicans introduced a bill to limit the president's authority over the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, in that instance, are you ready for it? Biden, let's give him credit, is actually telling the truth. Okay, and why is that significant? One, because it never happens. But two... Because the Republicans had to introduce a bill that would limit his authority over the Strategic Petroleum Reserves because he was using them in a way that they weren't intended to be used. You're absolutely right. This matters, okay? I want you to understand strategic 
petroleum reserves. They were set aside to protect our domestic energy supply if there was a war that crippled our ability to produce more oil or if there was an act of God, a storm, an earthquake, heaven forbid, that debilitated our energy production capacity. Biden took the place of the war and the act of God and debilitated our domestic energy production by vowing to end fossil fuel subsidies and by ultimately killing the Keystone Energy Pipeline and sending outsourcing our production to third world dictatorships like Venezuela, a guy who lectures you all the time about protecting democracy, just empowered a dictator down in Venezuela by having him become a source of production for oil here in America. But, oh, by the way, he created more pollution in doing so because we have more regulations in this country. We produce fuel far cleaner than any other country on the planet. So understand, when we outsource production to another country, not only are they creating more pollution, but we're requiring additional fuel just to get it back into this country. You understand? It's weapons-grade stupid, number one. Number two, the reason Republicans wanted to limit his authority is he didn't go out and deploy our strategic petroleum reserves because of a war, because of an act of God, but because of an act of Biden, okay? He tapped into our reserves, has drained them to their lowest point since 1984, to get down the price of gas. Now, I understand. I have great concern for people who are blowing big gas money. When I was a cab driver, this would have ruined my life. But do you understand, we didn't need him to decimate the strategic petroleum reserves to get the price of gas down. We could have very simply boosted production here in America, got the ratio of supply and demand back in our favor, and brought down the cost that way. Okay? That's how you were supposed to do this. So in this moment when he's telling him MAGA, extreme MAGA, mega MAGA, blah, 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 okay, he's doing it because he screwed up everything known to man, so he has no case to make for himself other than to yell MAGA. It's the children's classic that's making movies great again. Donald Trump stars in The MAGA King. Hello, everyone. The king has returned. The president of the United States is completely nuts. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. You don't even know who you are. And only one man can save us now. The great MAGA king. Can the king help Joe Biden find his marbles, or will he lose his way against the Russian kleptocracy? Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah. Kleptocracy, the, klep- the guys who are the kleptocracies. <laughs> Lie down before you hurt yourself. The Mega King, starring Donald Trump. I'm really rich. And Joe Biden. I keep forgetting I'm president. Now playing in Mexico, Japan, China. I love China. And coming soon to Puerto Rico. We love Puerto Rico. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. 
Fired up on a Monday. Going to be talking to one of my best friends in the world in the next break. That's always fun. It's been a wild weekend, man. We were out in Carson City with the Link Man doing live stand-up comedy. Link Man was on stage talking all kinds of smack. He's going to join us at the end of the week to kind of sum up his take on the Carson City experience. We were in Sacramento, Carson City, Virginia City. And then we went to Reno because in the Fala House, Kingpin, uh, is pound for pound one of our all-time favorite movies. So we had to go to the National Bowling Center so the link man could see where Big Earn McCracken took on Woody Harrelson's Rubber Man character. It was, of course, Bill Murray versus Woody Harrelson. I, pound for pound, consider that the best Bill Murray performance. Josh, you're a bit of a film historian. Is there a better Bill Murray than Big Earn McCracken? I would go with, if if I were to throw this out there, yes, I'd go Phil Connors. Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Do you know I didn't know this, but did you know that they loop Groundhog Day on TBS like they loop Christmas Story on Christmas? Yeah, they did it there and they did it on AMC. Oh, is that what it was? Maybe it was AMC. It was fantastic. Oh, that's funny. I got to go watch it again. Have you ever been to Punxsutawney? I have not made it out there, no. Okay. because we're talking. Yeah. Yeah, we always pass it on the way to Ohio to see Jenny's family, but it's at that point in Pennsylvania where, like, you've made so much progress you can't ruin it now. You know, because Pennsylvania, if you're driving to Ohio, Pennsylvania, yeah, Pennsylvania is like 93% of the drive. You just like, you get out of New York, you get out of New Jersey, and you're like, all right, we're just going to drive through Pennsylvania. This shouldn't be a big deal. And like six hours later, you. Ah! Ah, no, no. <laughs> so at that point, when you're like, hey, kids, do you want to pull over and see a groundhog? The answer would be no. Wow, what are we going to find in Punxsutawney? Besides probably some. Classified documents left over from the Biden administration. Come on, man. That would just be silly. I bring up Biden. Why? Because in the next break, we have a superstar Democratic strategist coming by. We're going to talk across the aisle. Do you remember America? People used to just talk. You could, like, agree to disagree. It was, it was a big deal. It doesn't work that way anymore. You know, when I was growing up, you could agree to disagree. Now it's like, I disagree. They're like, well, your wife's a hoe. You're like, wait, what just happened? I don't know, but I'm going to restore order. I'm going to do my part when we come back with the lovely and talented Jessica Tarloff, who will join us right here on Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America, and it is time to bring on an absolute fan favorite on this show. As the audience knows, I said at the top of the hour, Jessica Tarloff was going to be here. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 You stop it! One of my best friends anywhere on this planet, uh, the lovely and talented co-host of The Five, Jessica Tarloff, returns to the show. Hey, girl! Hey, boy. Now, you and I uh, very famously mm-hmm. established a safe word on this show. Yeah. It is what? Pineapple. And because we're great friends, but we disagree from time to time on the issues, we have a safe word in case the debate goes sideways. Yeah. And I just want to remind you of that because I want to jump right in with the big question, I think, on everyone's mind, which is what do you think of the Kyrie Irving trade to the Dallas Mavericks? So it's been a roller coaster of the three <laughs> days, right? Like Kyrie is behaving normally, which mm-hmm. we've never seen before, yep. giving press conferences last week about like what we're building and Kevin – Durant, my best friend, you know, they have like a 45 minute long handshake, like yeah. all this stuff that looks legit Friday. Uh-huh. Get me the F out of here. What? <laughs> What's happening? Like, 
Durant's supposed to be back before the All-Star game. You're a starter. Yeah. People have forgotten that you, you know, said, like, maybe the Holocaust didn't happen or whatever he did <laughs> back at the beginning of the season. And then you go to, like, well, where is he going? What are we going to get? Mm. And I say, what are we going to get? I'm not, like, a big Nets fan. I'm just, like, a Kevin Durant stan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I yeah. just want him to have all the things. And we already got stuck with Ben Simmons because yeah. James Harden was like, I can't do this anymore. And that was a Kyrie problem too, yeah. right? When Kyrie wouldn't get vaccinated. And uh-huh. so like this big three that was supposed to be the super team to end all super teams yeah. have played 74 games together in <laughs> toto, right? <laughs> like not even in a season. I mean, that would be a lot. They're only 82 games, but I thought he would be going to the Lakers because uh-huh. LeBron, you know, he's yeah, tweeting one, yeah, yeah. like, you know, come to mama. Then you find out that Joe Sy was just like, nope, I will not give you what you want. He ends nope. up in Dallas. And playing with Luca is really cool. But like, how can it work how can Kyrie work out for anybody? No, I guess can't. is the Kyrie question. is in the Kyrie business. Right. But I bring this point up because it's a it's something to be demonstrated here to the to the uh listener about the point of coexistence. Yeah. Is uh you're rooting for the Brooklyn Nets. And obviously if Kyrie Irving's on the team you want him to do well, you are willing to overlook the fact that he is an anti-vax flat earthing Holocaust right. denier. So the point is you shouldn't hold Jessica Tarlow's views against her because you don't hold them against your own team. Because at the end of the day, the heart wants what it wants, JT. Well, I think I mean, not to make it it political, but I feel like this is how a lot of people felt about Trump, right? Like, yeah. I don't like this guy. Oh, he's the nominee. Let's go. Maga hats, <laughs> like whatever it is. But Kyrie is also, and he obviously knows it, he is magic yeah. to watch, yeah. right? Like, mm-hmm. not Magic Johnson, no, no. but like kind of, yeah. right? And that's the problem with this, yeah. right? Because there are other really good players, but not someone – where he does the impossible. He had like a put back dunk the other night. The guy's six two. Yeah, he's I think six. he's lying a little bit, yeah, right? Like I think he's six one. And he was flying. Mm-hmm. No. Like he's, he's a super talent, but that's right. the thing. You don't wind up on that many teams with that much talent. Right. Unless you are also deficient in some type of personality. Like in the brain way. <laughs> it's uh All right, listen. Oh, I'll pivot, because you bring up brain deficiency. I was just reading a poll that says thirty seven percent of Democrats. Yeah. Don't want Joe Biden to run in 2024. Do you want to trade Biden to the Mavericks? <laughs> what are we getting back? Wait, can I just say <laughs> one more thing on the Mavericks are you, front? Are you filibustering back to basketball? No, I'm not. I'm happy. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I, yes. I talk about Biden's deficiencies all the time. I know you're I'm not. totally cool with it. Um, I, the best memes I've seen about the trade, though, are sending Kyrie to the city where JFK was shot just mm-hmm. opens up. So many conspiracy theory <laughs> opportunities. Like, get him to the grassy knoll. Like <laughs> the Nets have had it with this guy. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. That's, um, that's as pretty an, funny. As so, do we aside. trade Biden? Do we? Do you? No. You, so but I think Warren Elizabeth Warren was on to something with trading Kamala. You think so? Maybe that's the way to distance himself. Well, first of all, she's a very intentional person. Yeah. Whatever you think about her, yeah. Like she's intentionally Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. She's intentionally. You know, has her views about the economy. It's yeah. a really smart woman. Okay. And I don't think that that was an accident mm-hmm. to say, well, who knows? You know, who knows? And then, oh, why did you take it that way? Because you used the English language and you said these things and yeah. everyone heard you. Yeah. And Biden is running, right? Mm-hmm. So that'll get announced. So the union is tomorrow. It'll get announced like in the next week or whatever. He's starting the tour to talk about what the infrastructure plan is done in the Inflation Reduction Act, et cetera. 
He's going to be 81. I know. Yeah. And I think that's just a legitimate thing to talk to people mm. about. Pete Buttigieg was on the Sunday shows this weekend, and they said, well, you made the generational argument when you were running yeah. against him. What do you think? And he said, I think the generational argument is valid. I also think the administration has done a good job, and that kind of supplants that. But people are going to be looking at, like, what are the odds that he makes it to 85 Totally I mean, unscathed, right? Yeah. Any That anybody makes it to 85, let alone as, like, leader of the free world. Mm-hmm. And so who is coming in second? Yeah. And there's a big New York Times piece, very traditional New York Times, but doesn't mean the quotes aren't real. Yeah. But the sniping behind her back, that she just hasn't lived up to the promise yeah. of what she – was well, supposed to be. Well, this is an interesting point, okay? Because traditionally, you know, like this is a point I made a lot around Afghanistan. Traditionally, presidents can separate themselves, put a little distance between themselves and something that might not have went well by like firing a general, which they didn't right. do post-Afghanistan. This would almost be like firing Kamala to put some distance between themselves and things that she's perceived to be in charge of, like the border. Is that that like the tact here? I don't think it would be – and first of all, you're alienating like this weekend uh, – there was the vote to move the first primary to South Carolina. Like, uh-huh. you're not dumping the black woman. No. Like, that's, that's not tough. happening. Yeah. So how do they do and that? Who comes in if they did get rid of her? I, Well, I think it would be a wide open competition. Like, if he bowed out, I think everyone says, No, like, no, I meant for Kamala. I meant if he runs but with no Kamala on the ticket. Oh, I think everyone gets in. Okay. I think that that's a moment where, you, you know, uh, Pete says, you know, I'm really sorry this happened to you. But, like, <laughs> I'm on my way. I think <laughs> – uh, Gretchen Whitmer is a great place to look. VP, you're saying? VP. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Uh, Val Demings, who a lot of people thought when it was clear that Biden needed someone black on the ticket, yeah. wanted her over Kamala. She yeah. ran a, a really good race against Ruby. I understand, you know, yeah. Florida's red now. Yeah. But um, there are other considerations there. So I think that that's the interesting. Like, how mm-hmm. much is she also being thrown under the bus? Yeah. Like, this is kind of epic proportions, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, well, there's that. <laughs> I mean, uh, as as a bar- border czar, she didn't set the world on fire. But it's still interesting analysis. Jessica Tarloff is in studio. Uh, she's saying Biden could possibly go it again without Kamala and that they're currently. I don't even know how that works. Forg- but- <laughs> Me neither. But forgive the segue. But are, are you floating a trial balloon, if you will? Uh, to bring it into other topical developments in the country this past week. Oh, Uh, I was like, a trial balloon of my own candidacy. No, I'm staying. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry for the five viewers. (laughs) Ah, JT, no way. The show wouldn't be the same without you. you, There's no way. Um, What do you think on the balloon balloon front? Um, I've heard a lot of criticism from Obama's former defense secretary, Leon Panetta. Yeah. Are you with Panetta on this one? Are you with Biden? Where do you weigh in? I think, as with everything, it's something in between. Like, the idea that he didn't care at all about a Chinese balloon and, like, you know, sent she also some chocolates and was like, you know, (laughs) thanks thanks for the big sky affair is ridiculous. But also, I mean, Panetta said it shouldn't have been able to traverse the the country. I think an interesting development is, and again, it's like the in between story, right? When it broke that there were balloons during the Trump administration, it was, you know, Trump knew and didn't tell anyone. It looks like he didn't know and that we have an issue with our technology that we can't detect these spy balloons. And uh that's a big deal. That would matter. You know, Kirby just said, though, Kirby spoke a little while ago. Kirby's so good. I know. Well, then uh, his take was he made it a point to draw a distinction that it was nothing like what just happened, that it might have drifted into airspace outside of Alaska, but we didn't have, like, a mainland balloon breach that flew across the country. You couldn't, like, look up on a Saturday night in Montana and be like, oh. Dude, iPhones are probably the reason we know about this balloon. Like, do you think that report is true, that they were going to try to let this thing come and go without telling us just because of the Blinken visit? 
I don't know. I mean, they're so. I, I just saw a, a headline or a Chiron on America Reports mm-hmm. that said that you know China plans to invade Taiwan by 2027. Sheesh. Like that's not far yeah, away, yeah, yeah. right? Uh-huh. So I have no idea. Yeah. And that's the thing mm-hmm. with them. Like President Xi, if like if Putin and Xi are both wildly out of control which they are yeah one is more wily coyote about it right putin who's just like i'm going in right and she feels just so much more calculated he's secured his forever term now right like there will never be another president president for life yeah yeah crazy um so i i don't know but i think that their ability to change the language around what's happened that like Mm. Now it's our fault, yeah. right? Like the, the, <laughs> this is a major, you know, step in the wrong direction that the U.S. took it down yeah. safely over water and they recouped everything in a couple of hours. I thought that that was really interesting as well. Like obviously they had a strategy. Yeah. And well, I, I just think the, the whole thing is so bizarre to me because like China is like they're, they lie in like a disrespectful way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I was a weather balloon and blew off course. Can you imagine me telling Jenny that I was in flash dance and the weather blew me into flash dance? Yeah. I was trying to make the train. It blew me off course. Has that ever happened with Brian? Has climate change ever forced your hubs into a strip club? No, but we've only been together really during COVID. So, like, everyone's just been stuck at <laughs> so home. So you forced him is what you're telling me. Yeah, okay. I forced this. I was like, I'm 36. Who knows how many eggs I have left? Like, I got to have a baby. Um, but, you know, those guys, mostly oh. from, like, Maury Povich and things like that, who mm. will actually say, like, I thought it was you. Yeah. Like, I was blackout drunk enough and I just, like, <laughs> put it in. Like, that's where I feel like she wants us to go in life. Yeah. Like. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's definitely working long con in ways we don't quite understand. Right. But it's bizarre. Well, it's going to make for an interesting State of the Union tomorrow night. Um, what do you expect to say? Do you expect the uniter-in-chief uh, to, to bring the country together? Or do you think we hear more like Mega Maga stuff? Because we heard some Mega Maga over the weekend. It wasn't good. I actually don't know yeah. if that terminology will be used. I mean, mm-hmm. I think the the – Meaning behind it, which is about threats to democracy. I think he'll talk about that stuff. Uh But I think it'll be a big victory lap on midterms, bipartisan stuff that's gotten done, right? Infrastructure, gun reform. Um, Hopefully plans for the future. I think Ukraine will be a big piece of that. And it's interesting because the, you know, the Matt Gaetzes of the world are getting pretty – Mm-hmm. chirpy about uh, <laughs> how wasted those dollars are. Um, but I, I don't think it'll be what? red meaty. I, yeah. I don't think that's his vibe in there. No. Like his speech outside is different than a speech yeah. on the floor. It's going to be really interesting because it's is so it? – wa- I, I, actually... I mean I'm hoping so for the ratings. No. But, uh... <laughs> no, Jessica Tarloff is in the studio. No, I'm really interested to see how this past week influences what he does on stage because he's catching criticism from both sides on the balloon. Like you said, it's nuanced. Uh, But there's just also this reality that I think like as parties, it's like we're really living in two separate Americas. Yeah. You know, because like you said, it's really not just the Matt Gaetzes that are getting chirpy like Republican voters. I actually think if you pulled a lot of Democratic voters, obviously they're not on Putin's side, but absent a defined – what would constitute a victory in Ukraine? I think it's really hard for people to just keep sending money. You know, mm-hmm. I think we owe the public like an off ramp, like an attempt at an off ramp. Right. And I don't think they've been given one. I also don't think anyone's been given like and, and this is a knock on Republicans, too, because McConnell said, you know, the last time they authorized another von Moda Zelensky, von Moda Zelensky he was like, well, you know, my party, we prioritize this. And I'm like, I don't know that your voters do. And it's not because we want Zelensky and the Ukrainians to die, but it's because, like, they keep telling us, you know, it's the root of all economic evil is what's going on in Ukraine, right. but they're not trying to end it. So do you think on any level, this is weird, but 
what I was reading earlier is Trump might separate himself from the 2024 field by pointing out that he's anti-war and that he never started a war. Do you think that's a lane? No. You don't think so? I think he's just too established now to really have any new lanes besides the Trump lane. Okay, that makes sense. And he's been so all over the place, Mm -hmm. right? Like he was – pro-choice and then he was the most pro-life candidate he was pro the iraq war then he was the anti-war candidate like mm-hmm. yeah, no. he's like the balloon right yeah, yeah. winds change yeah, and trump goes uh-huh. um but how can you at this point really even ingest new information about donald trump like everything that happens is just an extension of the stuff that we already know and i think that that serves him well because that's why 30 percent of the base or whatever it doesn't budge yeah, right yeah. like they like whatever he's selling yeah um but no i don't I don't know how this field, if it shakes out to be like 2016 again, Mm -hmm. like Like how he gets stopped, right? Like I think they almost have to pick a guy or two people, like a girl and a guy. Yeah, well, you know, like Nikki Haley, DeSantis, and Trump. Period. If they if it stopped at that, then yeah, there's a chance you wouldn't get the nomination. But if it goes 12 wide, you're right. How could it not? They're almost going to need to do because you think about what the Democrats did in 2020 for Biden is after the South Carolina primary, they were like, all right, he won one, everybody out. Yeah. And everybody got a cabinet position and stepped aside. So do you think? And we're very happy people. Do you think Nikki Haley wants to be a UN ambassador a second time? (laughs) Is that what you're telling me? No, I feel. I mean, Uh, it always bums me out for people who. Like, I get that it's well-intentioned and they really feel like they can do something great for the country. Mm-hmm. But, like, where's the Mike Pompeo constituent? I, I mean, I yeah, know yeah. you pal. Like, this is nothing. I mean, oh. he's had a storied career. Yeah, yeah. Right? What's the lane? The Mike mm-hmm. Pompeo or, like, Larry Hogan. I'm considering. Yeah. yeah, like people want a rhino governor. Uh, <laughs> more people would like, vote I'll for. Like, I'll vote for Larry Hogan. More, more Republicans would vote for Hulk Hogan than Larry Hogan. After the sex tape or before the sex tape? <laughs> well, they, they probably actually identify with the duration of the sex tape, so I think after. As oh, was a it a fact. shorty? I've actually it, never watched uh, it. It's for the best, Jessica. I Charles. loved last week, speaking of sex yeah. tapes, um, <laughs> Kim Kardashian posted something like feeling shy, uh-huh. and then someone like reposted and was like, we've all watched you, yeah. you know. and i was like don't walk into things like that like if you have that publicly out there and like your mom released it or whatever happened yeah it was like ray j right yeah of all people yeah like brandy was like brandy's brother is that right yeah yeah yeah. like a second string uh meth i'm kidding i don't even know jessica tarloff's gonna be on the five later uh this was a hang this was fantastic it was a thing it was a mood as always and we never said pineapple once no, honestly, we created it for talking about Mike Flynn, and luckily, I haven't had to talk about Mike Flynn. And yes, so it's been a minute, Jessica Tarlow. Yeah, but oh. I know that great patriot will be back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get nostalgic. Let me just go before I get emotional. Get her out. Get her out of here. The show that's not afraid to tell you the truth. Not only are you not a very nice person, you're also a slob. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is. Bottom of the ninth here on Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. I'm going to be taking my talents over to your TV set after this. Beyond the Sean Hannity Show, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time tonight. So we can do it again. I don't know what kind of poor fashion choice I'm going to make between now and then. I usually go easy on Hannity because he dresses like an adult. And Sean, one of the funniest things I can tell you since we're talking about political coexistence. Everybody uh, hates Tarloff's politics, her being a, a, a flaming liberal. 
Uh, but I can tell you this if you're a liberal who listens to me, if you find me to be your, your tolerable conservative. The funniest thing I can in the world in the, to me is that – and I tell you, I promise you this is true, okay? The, the most diehard liberal person in this audience, whoever you are, you could be wearing like an I'm with her shirt right now, okay? You, you, I, whoever you are, okay, you would physically like Sean Hannity if you met him in person. You would. No matter how much you hate his politics, no matter what your issue is with Fox, Sean, or blah, 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 you would actually like him. He's a really, really just patently likable human being off camera. And I'm not just saying that because he's pointing this gun at me right now. No, you'd actually like him. It's really bizarre. And I make these points from time to time because – we were. It shouldn't be surprising. We were always doing this in America. We were always talking to people we didn't agree with and not deciding whether or not they had the right to exist in the universe based on political views. That's why I say every day on the show, be a Republican, be a Democrat, just don't be a... From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.